Welcome to another episode of Dangerous to Go Alone. I'm Jay Ray, and I am neck deep in excitement for No Man's Sky. And I'm Amanda, and I have webbed toes. Hey, that's a better fact than mine. Yeah. Good job. Well, it's okay, because last week you had like eight facts. So. Yeah, I did. That's true. Um, we are your source for weekly, geekly, subculture stuff. <laughs> I forget what we do. What do we do? Nerd uh, and nerd geek, and geek culture, culture news. That's it. Um, <clears throat> uh, we are a member of the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network, so check out all of the other podcasts at brokenjars.xyz. Um, this week, as promised, we are doing a spoiler cast for Suicide Squad. Yeah! So if you haven't seen it, um, I'll say this. Okay, first spoiler alert, obviously. <laughs> Second, if you haven't seen it, go see it, because we are going to say you should see it, because I think generally we thought it was fine. I don't, I don't want, know I, that I would go as far as to say anybody should see it. But yeah, it was totally fine. If you want to see it, you should go. No. <laughs> no, you should see it. Because everybody else is going to see it. So that at least you know what's happening on Facebook. Alright, fair enough. Okay. Um, so, I mean, let's, okay, let's, let's just dive in. We came into the weekend with, like, tons of negative reviews for this movie. I, I mean... Dig had had like a kind of a conglomeration of a bunch of different reviews, and all of them were generally negative, aside from a few shining glimpses of like Margot Robbie was pretty good, Viola Davis was pretty good, that kind of stuff. Um, but like, shit, people were like literally saying this movie is garbage and a half. Yeah. Um, so when we purchased tickets <laughs> Friday night, yeah, with my Stubbs bonus. Meaning we only paid... AMC Stubbs! Yep. If you guys want to, uh, you know, give us a bonus to our Stubbs card, we use it a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is the first time we've, like, asked for product placement. I, AMC Stubbs! Um, but I had 10 bucks on there, so our matinee tickets were only, like, a buck thirty For both of us to see for this movie. For both tickets, right. So we go in, thinking it's going to be total garbage, and we walk out. So, and I'll, and I'll speak to myself only. I'll let you speak. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I will say that I thought it was going to be as bad as everybody had said because I had such small, uh, I had such little opinion. No, that's wrong. I thought poorly about Batman for Superman. Yes. And did not uh, like Batman Did not Superman. like it. Sam, I am. Who did? Um, no one. So I just figured that this would be par for the course. Right. Now this is a post-Deadpool comic book world, mm-hmm. and this would probably be the, the closest comparison to that. Yes. In terms of what we had thought it could have been. Yep. And it is not that. No. Not anywhere near as edgy or... Funny. Funny. Not as funny. Even the action's not as good. I'll say. You can say whatever you want to say when it's your turn to talk, Amanda. Yeah, that, no, that's probably true. Okay. I was just thinking about it in my head. Yeah. It hadn't occurred to me to make the comparison. So. Um, but I thought it was totally fine. I think I would have been happy if I had properly paid for my matinee ticket. Yeah, I would have felt fine about that. And I think it's very possible I might have even had more fun if I saw a nighttime showing of it. It's possible. When, like, people go to watch movies. <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay, so that that's my first two cents. Amanda? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. I walked in, again, thinking it was going to be bottom, bottom, bottom of the barrel. I mean, we all know DC movies suck. So um, when I heard that 
when the bad reviews came out, I was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know why we all thought it wouldn't suck. Um, so my expectations were super low. And I walked out feeling like it was fine. I had a really good time at the movies. I'm not going to go as far as to say, hey, this movie's really good. And I'm not going to go as far as to say, hey, friends, you should see it because this movie's really good. But if you were thinking of seeing it and the negative reviews made you go, oh, maybe I won't, I think you probably should. Because I think you'll like it if you were intending to see it anyway. Sorry, I just wanted to move the mic a little bit closer to you. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I think that's an astute statement. Yeah. Yeah, so it was good. I uh, mean, again, I think good is a strong word. I don't think so. Okay. It was fine. I feel like fine is Fine better. is also acceptable. Yeah. I think fine and good are on par, really. I think, oh. they're, I think they're just different strengths of the same emotion. But sometimes people say, like, it was a good movie. And this was not a good movie. Yeah, but sometimes movie. they go, they go, damn, you fine. You know what I'm saying? Oh, good point. Good Thank point. <laughs> it's not something I say, so well, that didn't occur to me. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> let's get into the nitty gritty here. Please. Um, so kind of like last week, let's talk about, okay, well, it's going to be hard to. So maybe we'll keep it more general, but in terms of character the characters themselves. There's a lot of characters in this movie. Okay. We got Deadshot. Okay, let's take them one by one. Do you want to? Because there's going to be a point where you don't know them anymore after, like, the first two. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about the biggest <laughs> Okay, ones. so Deadshot, Deadshot. Played by Will Smith. Yeah. Um, I think Will Smith did a great job. I thought he was really, really good. I don't know anything about Deadshot, so I can't speak to how accurately he was portrayed, but I thought um, he did a good job. Um, I will say about this film in general, one of the things that I think is strongest about it is even though this is a post-Deadpool world, so that's worth noting, I still think that this movie did something different than what we have seen up until this point in terms of um, superhero genre films, and I think that's compelling and makes this movie more worthwhile than another superhero movie that's on equal footing in terms of how good it is. Like, I'd rather watch this than watch, I don't know. I mean, definitely Batman or Superman, but that was terrible. That was worse. So, I'm trying to think of another movie that I would say was comparable and how good it was. I don't want to say X-Men. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't come up with a good one, so I'm sorry. Okay. But whatever whatever is, sure. like, equally fine. Right. I'd rather watch this, because at least there was something unique to it, and it brought something new and different to the table. It took some risks... Did some stuff, and I appreciate that about it. So Deadshot? So Deadshot. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Yeah, no, I thought Will Smith was great. Yeah. And I thought his character was great, very compelling. Um, I... Will Smith did a fine job. I was... I silently was concerned early on when he was announced. Only because... I mean, Will Smith is like the family guy. Yeah. You know, like he... Didn't curse in his hip hop albums, as Eminem right. has reminded us all. He, uh, you know, that awesome Family Guy. Do you remember that Family Guy aside? No. Of Will Smith rapping. Oh God, it's oh. so funny. We'll look it up later. <laughs> um, That's for you viewers. Look it up. It's very funny. Um, but like, uh, I don't know. So just him playing this villain in a movie about bad guys who do bad things. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how much I could be swayed on that thus far. Because didn't I also he do didn't that? know. I didn't see. Um, what was that? Hancock. Hancock. Yeah, yeah. Was he bad in that? 
he was more like a bad person as opposed to a bad guy. <laughs> okay. Like he was a hero, but he was like a shitty guy. Oh, uh, I yeah. see. So what about Seven different. Pounds? Did you see that? Was he bad in that? Uh, I didn't see that. Didn't but see I mean, either. the movie star. I think, well, spoiler for Seven Pounds, unless you don't want it. No, you can do it. Okay. <laughs> um, is that he had done something bad pre-movie. Right. So okay. the whole movies portray him, I think, a little bit better. I see. Than he actually was prior to the story's start. All right. I was um, just curious if we ever saw him as a villain before. Yeah. I mean, personally, the way I feel is that Deadshot, I mean, he's like, Deadshot is like Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, In that he doesn't give a fuck. He's a mercenary. Yeah, I mean, he's a little more, he's more professional, he's less jokey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's a mercenary and he does what he's got to do for the money. Right. I think it's fine to make them a little bit more human by giving them the family and stuff, and I get it. But like, it's weird. It almost would have been more compelling if he was just looking out for himself, as opposed to like being concerned about his daughter in the background. How would that have been more compelling? Because I think it would have allowed him... Because not for nothing, but I don't really care about his conscience, you know? So, like, conscience. So, like, when he's thinking about, like, you know... He had that, like, dream where, like, he wanted to kill Batman. But, Mm -hmm. like, then he didn't kill Batman in the actual flashback. And, like, he's got all these, like, he doesn't want his daughter to think of him as a bad guy or whatever. Yeah. To me, um, Deadshot is, like, he gets the job done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about, like, he's not doing it for fame either. He's right. not like, I'm the famous Deadshot. He's like, you hire me, I get the job done, that's what it is. So I think that would have been an interesting... I think that's less compelling. I mean, I've seen the kid thing. I yeah. don't know. I, I, okay. I want to see a movie about villains. That's what we're here for. Sure. Um, yeah, he didn't seem very villainous. Right, he was yeah, almost yeah, yeah. a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he did have a close. great bit in, during their first fight with the bad guys, whatever these weird bubbly bad guys were. Where he's on top of the car and, like, everybody's realizing how good he is. Right. And that was cool. Yeah. No, you make a really good point. Compared to the rest of the villains in this movie, he seems pretty good. He seems like the good, or the least bad of all of them. I mean, even better than Flag, who was the good guy on the team. Right. Um, yeah. That's right. true. That's true. <clears throat> um, I mean, he has his moments where he, like, is contemplating doing something shitty, but he doesn't do it. I Because mean, that's how quick they go yeah. by. Like, yeah. for for a sentence, he's like, all right, we'll kill this dude, then we can run. And, like, in that same instant, like, he realizes how bad the situation is. Like, oh, right. I shouldn't do that. Well, how do you feel when he doesn't kill Harley? Well, it is part of his thing not to kill women. Okay. And I guess, too, there's probably, like, an honor among thieves, thieves kind of thing. thing. They say yeah. that at some point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's part of it. It was fine. I was just curious if you thought he would or wouldn't have done that based on what you're saying about him just getting the job done. Yeah. I mean, Viola Davis offered him everything. It's true. I would have been interested to see him actually try it. Yeah. Um, but. But he would have It would have her. been confusing. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, but like comic book death, you know. True. We haven't like been in this. maybe just hits her leg or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, we haven't been in this universe of DC for long enough to know how they deal with things. Sure. And we already know that Superman's not dead, even though he died. Yep. So, you know, it's one of those things. Man, I forgot about that dirt. Yeah. It's not like the Nolan Batman. God, that movie was so bad. Ah, fuck. Okay, so that was Deadshot. Yep. Um, Well, then, so we go to the next most popular person, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, I love Harley Quinn, and I liked this version of her character a lot. I will say that I disagree with most reviewers. I don't think Margot Robbie did that good of a job. I was a little bit disappointed in her performance. That said, that's a really fucking hard role to play. 
and I don't really, like, I can't really offer her, like, if I was the director of this movie, I don't really have a lot of suggestions for her of how to do it better, because it's hard to be that person who comes in for the, like, you know, you're, like, off-color one-liner, right, Mm, about, like, that's inappropriate for whatever situation you're in, and be endearing, but still, like, emotional, and also funny, and, like, to be all these things is just hard, but I, I don't, I don't think she was terrible by any right, stretch. I'm right. not, but I, I do think, as the performances went in this movie, I think she was on the weaker end of performances, and I do think it was her, not the way the character was written. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Any other thoughts? But maybe I had like really high expectations for her too, because I've right. been like very excited about Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, because I think Margot Robbie's very talented and pretty, and I just like her a lot. I see. <laughs> um, I would agree in that. The portrayal wasn't as good as I want it to be, but I would side on the side of the writing as opposed to the actress. Maybe it was. Um, That's fair. Harley Quinn's never been in a movie before. Mm-hmm. And Harley Quinn is, like, she is the Joker's girl. Right. Like, that is her origin and her popularity exists in that spot. So it was cool to see a movie where she's not under that shadow the same way. Like, yeah. they lay that base and then they let her be who she is. Yeah. Of it's kind of, it's bad in the beginning. All of her prison stuff, I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I don't know if it's because she's behind bars so she can't do a lot, or if maybe they're trying to make her seem more crazy than she really is. Mm. Um, but she didn't play with me until... <laughs> play with me. Um, until we wish. <laughs> we all wish. Um, until, like, all. when they get into the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, that for me, that's like when the movie starts and I start to like the people who I've been watching for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's true. The intro to this movie was way, 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 way too long. Amanda, Viola Davis's character, going through all these people. And it was just stupid, as we talked about, because she doesn't go through all of them in that moment. She just goes through some and she takes too long and it's the pacing's just terrible. Right. I mean, we get a Deadshot backstory. We get a Harley Quinn backstory that we see a, like a glimpse of Captain Boomerang. Um, and then, like, later on... Oh, man, I forget her name. I think it's just Katana, but I could be wrong. Yeah, Katana is yeah. her name. Yeah. Um, she gets, like, a thing, but she's actually a hero who's set to help th- keep order for the squad or whatever. Um, yeah, but people like Slipknot and Killer Croc and Diablo get, like, super small, like, yeah. backstories. Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to look at the name of that person who didn't even get a backstory at all but his picture was there yes thank you yeah yeah so yeah so it was weird in that regard i think um yeah it was just it it was a bummer of an opener for sure it's like this weird thing where i don't know they should have my whole thing is like commitment right deadshot just should have been straight bad Mm -hmm. you know and he wasn't and that's why it bums me out i see i think they should have committed to, like, these no-name bad guys, mm-hmm. like, full force, and it would have been more interesting, instead of leaning so much on Deadshot and Harley. Yeah. Because, like you said, Slipknot isn't part of the gang. He's not even in jail with them. He right. gets captured and brought in a body bag. Right. Then, he's only in the city for, like, half a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then his brain gets blown up. Yeah. Totally bummer. useless. Yeah. Um, Killer Croc, under... Serviced, I thought. Yeah, I thought under service because um, I liked him a lot. Yeah, I, wish he I think had more it could have been time. cool. Yeah, yep, could have been better. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right, but we're getting away. So, one, two. Uh, I mean, I guess we could talk about Flag. 
not not the most popular character, but he was pretty prominent in the film. Yeah, he's important. So he is the good guy, secret service agent guy thing who's supposed to keep order for the Suicide Squad. Basically, he's the dude who tries to keep them all in line, and he's the one who pulls the trigger if he feels like they're going out of whack. Right. Um, I think he... Well, like I said, I don't think he was supposed to be the good guy, and he wasn't as good as Deadshot was, ultimately, I think. Uh, so that was a little weird. Yeah, it's um, true. And generally, he didn't really, like, show off his skills a lot. Like, they say he's, like, so highly decorated and all that kind of stuff. But in the movie, he doesn't do much to me that makes it seem like he's on par with these people. Right. He's wowed by Deadshot's gun skills. Mm-hmm. He's constantly being captured, and I know, like, it's kind of a thing for him to be captured. Yeah, sort of um, the point. But, I don't know. He just doesn't hold his own against them. He's just, and I, you know. And him and then the his storyline with... June, yeah, the Enchantress is yeah. kind of like the like part of the worst thing in this movie. Yeah, there's storyline for sure. I don't know if I necessarily agree with you about him in general because I felt pretty fine mm. about his character and his portrayal. And shout out to that guy because we know him as Conway from House of Cards. I was gonna say he looks so familiar. Yeah, Conway. I was like, but like he looks sick. But he was he like, did, he, he looked like, really he, thin. He had like a dirty like yeah, kind of facial hair he thing. That's who thin. he was. Yeah, he's okay. Conway. Yeah. Better in this movie than he is as Conway. That's. <laughs> fucking for damn sure. Huh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I, I felt fine about him, but I agree that the stuff with him in June was really like, ugh, kill yeah. me. I don't care. Boring. <laughs> Snooze fest. I don't care about your feelings. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, so we could leave the squad, unless you have more to say about Flag. No, I'm good. We can leave the squad. Because I'm going to go to Amanda Waller. Yeah, I want to talk about her. Uh, so Amanda Waller is the government official who comes up with the whole idea, the whole concept. Right. Um, Portrayed by Viola Davis. Yep. Yeah. Um, you give her the shout-out, but you don't give fucking Flag the shout-out? Because I don't know his name. Joel. But you just looked it up. You clicked Joel on it and everything. Kinnaman. Thanks. Um, Conway. Something like that. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Viola da- Davis did a great job with the role. Yeah. But similarly, I felt the role, that role was not great. Oh, interesting. Um, she had some cool bits... But, like, I mean, it's weird. Deadshot's too redeemable. Mm -hmm. I want him to be expendable. Right. Amanda Waller, not, like, she's such an asshole. Not redeemable at all. Yeah, there's nothing about her that makes me think. This is a human person. Right, (laughs) right. There's a bit where she becomes imperilator, and I'm like, totally fine. Yeah, I hope you die, bitch. Yeah. And that's good on uh, Viola Davis for committing to do that. But I think in terms of script writing or something... It could have been, like, a middle ground where, like, we care about her. Yeah. Um, but ma- and, but maybe that's me being a hypocrite. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's you being a hypocrite, but I don't need it, personally. Right. I, I really liked her character a lot, because I feel like um, it's a character... Well, here's the thing. Let's talk about, like, superhero movies and villains, right? Yeah. Sometimes, these days, like, with Kingpin on Daredevil, for example... They try to show us some of this person's backstory so that they're somebody that we understand how they became evil and we have some sympathy for them even though we think they're wrong and they need to die or whatever. Um, And then sometimes you get something like... um, Well, even on Jessica Jones, we... I mean, we don't feel bad for Kilgrave necessarily because he's like the most horrible person on the planet, but like we get to see his backstory a little bit too and how he became so evil. Right. And that's kind of sad. So, but sometimes, and I'm tr- I'm trying to think of an example. I was thinking Kilgrave was just pure evil, but, but there's definitely superhero movies 
where the per- the villain is just pure evil. Right. We don't know their backstory. Right. We don't know why they're killing people or, or whatever their fucking problem is. Right. They just are terrible. And I think of Amanda the same way. So it makes sense in a movie in which you have villains, right, that the person that the villains are fighting against... Is sort the of, one who, like... Is she just, has to be pure yeah. evil. She has sure. to. Because if you make these actual villains redeemable in any sort of way... Like, the, the movie has to prove to you that these people, these villains, mm. are better than this bad guy over here. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. And granted, she's not wholly the villain of that movie, because the Enchantress is really the villain of that movie. Right. I guess. But I sort of felt like it's kind of awesome to just see a woman portrayed as, like, this totally horrible person that we don't feel sorry for, and we just are like, wow, you're really evil. Right. Yeah. And that said, too, I think, like, there's an amount of, like, respect I have for her character, for her, like, intelligence, and for her thought to have a Suicide Squad, I think is, like, I think we're supposed to respect her, like, tactical ability or whatever. Her, like... Her sack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're supposed to respect the fact that she's, like, she knows what she's doing. Right. You know? And I don't think that makes her redeemable, but I think it makes her respectable. Hmm. I think it was nice to see. I liked her character. Okay. Um, then we can bring it back, I guess, Enchantress we should talk about. Yeah, there's just not much to say. Like, I don't really have anything to say. That was so, it was kind of boring, the whole thing. I didn't feel bad for June as much as I should have, probably. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm a terrible person. No, it's true, because every time she was normal, she was just kind of like, She's nobody. She's just like blank. Yeah, Yeah, like she's, yeah, she just like doesn't want to be the Enchantress. It was like, of course she doesn't. Right. She had no personality or no character at all. I was like, how did this person even fall in love with this woman? This woman is a bag of flour. (laughs) You know what I mean? She's she's pretty. Literally just a sack of flour. She's just, yeah, stand in for a person. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have to believe that she has some personality and we just don't get to know it. But it doesn't make me worry for her life at the end. Mm. You know? Like I probably should be. So. I thought, um... I thought the Enchantress was cool, though. Yeah. 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 Not bad. I mean, and and it brings an interesting point to bring up the Enchantress after Amanda Waller, because really, throughout that movie, the squad is fighting Amanda Waller. Right. They're trying to... Because, like, they'll get to the center of the city or wherever the hell they're trying to go. But the whole time, they're just trying to make sure that fucking Amanda Waller doesn't kill them. Yeah. You know? Right. It's why they start to bond with Flag at all, because yep. if Flag dies, then that's also kind of like a mission failed, and they all kind of get capped. Right. Um, so the Enchantress, as a villain, not June herself, but the actual villain, right? The I think was okay to kind of be like this big bad with no whatever, just yeah, like I this evil so. god thing. Yeah, that just apparently just <clears throat> wanted to be evil to be evil, just was like out to kill humanity, kind of right. just because. Yeah. Humanity had I mean, sort of wronged her. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not... <clears throat> so this is, like, the thing where it's all about how they tell the story, right? hmm Because, I mean, I get why she's mad. Yeah. And I understood that. Yeah. But I, And I wouldn't say whatever. Sure. Right, but you're saying it. Yeah. But obviously because of the way they said it or because of what they were saying... Right. It's I not mean, convincing it's enough for you, right? It. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, like, it's not important. <clears throat> it's not important enough to me. Or whatever, like... I understand why she's evil, right? Or whatever. Right. But but it's just like just another reason, like any other reason. I don't know. It's not well, special. And, but that's what I'm developed. saying. Though. She's not the real villain. Right. You know. 
the point at the end is like because even at the end the way they like take her down is like all of the people in the squad like finding their own reason to be there aside from not dying right you know yeah um so she is just kind of like supposed to be this placeholder or whatever so i wouldn't scoff at her specifically because i don't think she was meant to be more than what she was yeah i don't think so either right. yeah that's fair um anything else Nope, but we didn't talk about Jared Letter as the Joker. We'll get there. Okay. I have thoughts. Okay, I do too. Uh, Captain Boomerang. Yeah. Was in it. He I thought was. he was funny. Okay. I think he was... Uh, Why do you care so much about Captain Boomerang? Jai Courtney, bro. Okay. Mindy Kaling loves Jai Courtney. Mindy Kaling does <laughs> love Jai Courtney. Well, I bring him up because, like, he's, like, the next character who talks the most. And, like... That's probably true. We know even less about him than, like, Diablo. Yeah, that's true. Um, We encounter him in the bank that he's robbing just prior to being captured and being put in the team. Mm -hmm. He's got some funny bits where he's trying to drink beer during a fight. Mm -hmm. Um, He's got a boomerang, which is kind of crazy. I mean, it's definitely, like, what was interesting to me about this movie specifically is, like, how they chose some of the people in the team. Because Captain Boomerang is a random-ass person to put. Killer Croc is in, like, Batman all the time. Sure. Captain Boomerang is, like, a Flash villain. Right. Sometimes. Right. You know? Um, so I guess that's why, because he gets more screen time than, like, these other characters who have yeah, been in Killer things. Yeah, Killer Croc doesn't talk, and neither does yeah. Diablo. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. And Harley Quinn, of course, doesn't have that much to say. <clears throat> yeah, so with, like, what... So it's, it's this weird thing where, you know, Harley Quinn gets way more screen time, and she doesn't make the best of it all the time. Because, yeah. like I said, she wasn't great in the beginning. Right. But Captain Boomerang, to me, on screen very little, makes an impact. Yeah. I dug him. I have oh, no good. complaints. Okay. I'm glad. Do you have complaints, Amanda? No, I just... Are we about I to throw down I don't, no. <laughs> Rumble music? Don't carry the way. I okay. thought I didn't... I have zero reaction to him at all, <clears throat> which means he did a fine job. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, then we'll go to Diablo. Yep. I love Diablo. He was my fave. He was good. Yeah. He... He just looked so cool. He did look great. Yeah. Those tattoos were like awesome yeah i want to look like that. <clears throat> his powers were cool and he just had like a nice story yeah like he is definitely like the proper hero of that team right in terms of having like the weird shitty past and all the weird darkness and then overcoming and kind of saving the day at the end or whatever in a way that like that's what annoyed me about deadshot was he didn't have anything that bad before yeah and i didn't understand why he was being so fine in the middle Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's not even like the one with the plan or anything. It's right. like everybody else around him, you know. Right. So I just, I just didn't like that shot. That's fine. But Diablo was yeah, great. Diablo was yeah. great. Diablo was great. <clears throat> I figured you would like him. Yeah. With all your Buddhistness. Oh sure, he was a little more Jesusy though. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, do, do you want to get some water? My voice has been crazy because my inhaler. Okay. But now that's just going to stay in the podcast because it's in the middle. You, you should have cut it out. Uh, do we need to talk about Jared Leto? So we gotta talk about next. Well, you want to say anything about Killer Croc? Yeah, I think we did. Enough. Thought he was good. Thought he could have done more. Like his makeup. Yeah, I thought he looked great. I thought his head was too big. Yeah, I felt fine about it. Great, Jared Leto, go. You want to talk about him so much? <laughs> so go ahead. I just think it's like the thing for whatever reason. I mean, we know, right? It's the Joker, right? The Joker is like a thing. Like I feel like this movie was really hyped for him, even though we knew he wasn't going to be in it that much. And honestly, he was in it more than I was expecting him to be. Um, other people felt differently. They thought he was in it less than they were expecting him to be, but 
Like, he's not a part of the Suicide Squad. He shouldn't have been in it at all. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, so he was in it more than I thought. Um, I do not think that Jared Leto did a good job playing the Joker. Mm. Just going to say that and leave it at that. Now, do you think, Jared, specifically Jared Leto, didn't do well? Not that. It's a weird fucking Joker. Having seen definitely one, one time, maybe two Jokers in your life. Yeah, I've seen two Jokers. Two film Jokers. Right. Non-cartoon Jokers. Right. In my life. Um, so you feel confident it's Jared Leto's fault, and not the fact that he was walking around with gold chains around his neck. Yeah, well, because I, I feel like he fits into the world of this movie, right? Because... I don't know. I, I don't know. Why well, I'm asking because you said. I feel like it's Jared this. Leto. Okay. okay. Yeah. But I see what you're saying, <clears throat> but I don't know that it's wrong because I feel like he fits or he should fit into this movie pretty seamlessly as like this, I don't know, more gangstery sort of guy tattooed and chained and whatever. Because um, that's what people seem like in this world. I mean, it's the same world as Batman vs. Superman, to be clear, though. Well, that makes no sense. That movie's terrible. But I don't know that that's this movie's fault. Like, I feel like, like, stick with one world. Those are two different worlds. But good point. Yeah, because Ben Affleck was in it. So that's your, that's your connector. Yeah, yeah, and, right, it's gonna be the same as Justice League, because we saw Ezra Miller as The Flash, too. So... So let me say this, because when you say this world... What of this world do you think that we've seen that makes it fit, aside from just the characters, right? Because we're introduced to yeah, them just the in prison. Yeah. And then when we see them out on the street, it's in a city that's, like, decimated. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're living in a world where, like, people are driving in fancy cars all the time. We've seen one or two fancy cars in flashbacks. But um, the world is pretty undefined. Except yeah. for the characters. Yeah, I really mean yeah. it in terms of the characters. Because I feel like him and Har- this version of Harley matches. Mm. Like, I feel like they match. So, it seems right for whatever gotcha. they're trying to right. do here. But mostly because of Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Because they have this, like, sort of, like, I don't know, tattooed gangstery vibe. Like, that scene of them in the club when he kills Common or whatever. Yeah. is like... Like, it all seems to fit. Like, I, I like I believe it. If that's who he is and you're telling me that movie, then that's who he is and go forth and right. be that kind of Joker. And I don't think Jared Leto then did a good job at being that kind of Joker. I see. But maybe it's the fact that the Joker shouldn't be like that. I don't know. Well, I mean, I ask you because your opinion is untainted by previous incarnations of the Joker. So if you can well, be sold on this... Two. Too, yeah, like, that you've seen literally one time. Sure. There was like a year where you weren't even sure if you even knew Jack Nicholson was the Joker. And then <laughs> Shut you're like, up. Oh, I yeah, knew I Jack Nicholson it. was a Joker. Don't discredit <clears throat> me on this podcast. <laughs> you said that you didn't know if you saw that movie. I didn't know that I, I saw it. I did not know that Jack Nicholson was the Joker. <laughs> okay, it was just weird because he's the bad guy in that movie. Yeah. Right, the only bad guy in that movie. Right? Right. So, so you didn't know if you saw point. the first Batman movie where the bad guy is the Joker. Yeah, I wasn't sure that I had seen it. Okay, regardless, whatever. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm just saying that your point of view is valid because you you don't fucking care, 
right? I don't care. So this is the Joker. Do you believe it or not? And you're saying that you do believe that this is the right Joker. Jared Leto did a bad version well, of this Joker. this is a little bit what I'm saying about this movie that I appreciate about it is because I feel like it took these risks. It decided, hey, I'm going to make the Joker like this, and it did it, and it tried to commit to it. I think Jared Leto floundered for whatever reason. Right. Um, but I, I think the whole movie tried to do whatever it was trying to do, and it, and it didn't like go like, oh, let's try to make him more edgy and then not do that. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, I respect, I guess, and appreciate that it stuck to what it was trying to do. Okay. So, and I don't care. You're right, I don't care. Yeah. Because, like, I don't care about how anybody does anything. I don't care... Because all I want to do is see a good version of it. So if the, there's a really good version of Wonder Woman where she's, like, a punk rocker chick, right. then I want to see that. And it, I don't care if that's Wonder Woman-esque or isn't. Right. You know what I mean? I know. That's why I'm asking you. Okay. I probably feel the opposite way also in that overall not great, but I would probably blame the writing over Jared Leto. And not even the writing, really. I'd probably blame the editing. Mm-hmm. I think if he was in it way less... If his involvement ended with him turning Harley bad, and that was it, yeah, I would have been sold more. Yeah, I agree with that. Too. Um, because then what we see, I feel like then it's not enough. Because then we see the world that the Joker lives in. Right. And if we had seen more of it, then maybe I would have been sold more on that idea of him. But because we see these weird flashes of the nightclub, the super fancy car, and then the weird penthouse suite full of knives... Mm. Like, it's a glamorous version of the Joker, I feel like, to me as someone who's aware of what the Joker should be, you can't just, like, splash that and walk away. Like, I, was, I, I, I wanted an explanation as to what was going on. Yeah. Or at least to see him more. And then, I will say, too, where he lost me as a Joker was that bit where he shot Common. Not because he shot Common, though that scene played out really weird in a way that I feel like normally wouldn't have between any of those three characters. Right. Um... <clears throat> but the um, the editing when he shoots Common, it just threw me off. It changes from like a sh- like a proper movie shot to the Joker staring at me, the viewer, mm-hmm. and he shoots me, and it does like that weird neon thing that the whole movie does throughout the whole thing. Right. right? And I was just like, I don't know. That was like a Joker moment, and you kind of like ruined it with editing to like fit a style or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like it just threw me as a viewer. Because so I was like, I don't know. I just I just needed more, and it wasn't enough. So what they showed me felt very unJoker-ish to me. Um, I mean, I like Jared Leto's laugh. Yeah, he did have a good laugh. <clears throat> um, and I thought he looked good. Yeah, no, I had yeah. no problems with his visuals either. Although yeah. I would I would question their wardrobe department. <laughs> I mean, okay, check this out. Killer Croc has like a velour jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Wears the hood up the whole time. Yeah. Captain Boomerang has like a matching tracksuit also yeah. and it says like boomerang on his chest yeah whatever um joker shows up at some point with like a purple trench coat with the collar popped up but the collar's like eight inches tall mm. so he looks like he's got a throne behind his own head um and then i didn't like all the gold around his neck either mm. so, so what's your problem with the customer that that's inconsistent it's also like gaudy for these characters a lot of them who, like, live in the sewer, sure. right, um, are probably homeless. I don't know. It was just, like, a lot of, like, glitz mm. in a way that, like, I don't think that would have been. Okay. And, again, I get it. It fit a style. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I think what this movie was trying to do was kind of like an Expendables kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This, like, team of people who you're always rooting for, and it doesn't matter how stupid it gets. But, like, it didn't commit too much to the doing the big thing, so I felt like I couldn't help but notice the stupid things, you know? Instead of being charming, they became like, oh, it was weird. Um, that being said, the way I compare this movie, at least I've compared it to my brother, is that it's better than, like, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And it's better than the original run of X-Men movies. And it's probably as good as Ant-Man. I would say even a little bit better. That's the example I needed earlier. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, A little bit better than Ant-Man. Because Ant-Man felt like a retread of Iron Man 1. Like, the story was very similar. Yeah, so here's what I was trying to say earlier. Because Ant-Man is absolutely the perfect example. So, the thing I appreciate about this movie is it's on par with Ant-Man in terms of its quality, right? Right. If we can agree on that front. And it did something different. So that, like, the fact that it's different and not just a rehash of Iron Man or just a rehash of any fucking good guy story in the same fucking style as all the rest of them or whatever makes me have more more respect for this movie for at least trying to do something else. Right. And again, in a post-Deadpool movie-going world, maybe that's not enough. Um, to have done this villain story and made it sort of funky and whatever. Right. Uh, but I appreciate it because I rather, if I'm going to sit through a like mediocre slash fine slash good, whatever you want to call it, um, superhero movie, I rather sit through Suicide Squad than sit through Ant Man. Yeah. And I didn't dislike Ant Man as a disclaimer right. to the audience. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think, um, well, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tread away a little bit from Suicide Squad here. Sure. To make a comment about comic book movies as a whole. Sure. I've said it and a bajillion other people have said it. That's a real number. <laughs> a bajillion people have said that there's too many fucking comic book movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Preach. Um so what ends up happening is that like because the the genre is comic book movie. Mm-hmm. So it hits certain beats all the time action, a little bit of sarcastic comedy, and then like, probably a love story somewhere, right? right? It's always the same beats. Um, and what's difficult about that is because like, that's a genre that's like an action movie already, now it's just with comic book characters. Right. And it's tough because Guardians was like a nice change to Guardians me. was a nice change, and that was a good movie. And that was a good movie. Because that's the thing. Suicide Squad could have been a nice change, but it's not a good enough movie for me to be like, that was really nice right. and refreshing, like Guardians yeah. was. Because I was, I was really sick of comic book movies up until Guardians, and then it like sprung some life in me. Yeah. And then, and you know, not to be a big Marvel fanboy, but they just do a lot of things right. Ant-Man, to me, was their first stumble. Yeah. But they keep doing well. Yeah. The Thor movies leave me to be wanting more. Um, but I know you liked Thor too. That was Dark World? Yeah. Yeah, I liked Thor too. I liked <laughs> Thor, mm-hmm. I think, also, but that was a long time ago, so it's yeah. hard to remember. And I try but, not to judge too harshly the and I didn't love phase it. one stuff. Yeah. Right. Like Iron Man 1 and 2. I mean, nothing Thor. is friggin' Captain America Civil War. You know what I mean? Like, but that's we, a but good we got fucking there, movie. Right, right, but we got there. You know, that's yeah. a thing. And they started off strong enough for us to wait to get there. Right. DC's constantly flip-flopping and they can't do it. Christopher Nolan was close, but then they rebooted the whole universe, and rightfully so, with Man of Steel. Yeah. Man of Steel was not great. Trash. I fell asleep. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In the middle of the day, folks. Three o'clock in the afternoon or some shit. Fell asleep. Right. So you fell asleep during Star Wars, but it was late. 
so I'll give you the. <laughs> I fall asleep I'll during everything. Pass, yeah. That's that's my new fact of the week. I fall asleep during everything. <laughs> um, what else though? I mean, Scott Pilgrim, comic book movie. Yeah, you that's know. a refreshing. It was refreshing, that and it was great. before. Well, yeah. that's the other thing too, because then we get to a place where is it a comic book movie or is it a superhero movie? Neither, almost. It's a comic book movie, I guess. It has to. Well, be. Scott Pilgrim is definitely a comic yeah. book movie. I think it's a superhero genre is what's getting tired. Right, right, right. It's why things like Kick Ass and yeah, Deadpool were fun. Yeah. Because they like break the mold. Right. Um, no, it's totally true. And honestly, if you think about it that way too, the reason why Christopher Nolan's um, Dark Knight series is good is because it also broke the mold. Right. It was a very different brand when Batman Begins and definitely when the Dark Knight I'm not sure about Batman Begins. Maybe it wasn't that revolutionary then. No it wasn't. Um but when the Dark Knight happened and then the Dark Knight Rises followed suit yeah. and was in step with that. Um it was really different than mm-hmm. the other superhero movies we had seen and the super movies hero movies that were out there. So right. That's what made them good, too. So it makes sense. Because I don't think anybody treated those movies... Because, like, Batman Begins comes out, like I think, like, 2006, 2007, something like that. Around the same time that Iron Man 1 came out. Yeah. Not, I'm, but I'm they were not... Years. Yeah, that's fine. They were not... Um, I never felt like I had to see this or that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, when I wanted to go see a comic book movie, I'd go watch the Marvel stuff. Right. And then when I wanted to watch Batman, I'd go watch the Chris Nolan stuff. Right. But now I feel like DC is just kind of trying to do what Marvel does. And it's it's like an easy choice to make. If it's mm-hmm. opening weekend and they're both on there. Like Batman vs. Superman was supposed to come out the same weekend that Captain America Civil War came right. out. And uh, DC chickened out, pushed it back. Rightfully so. They probably would not have made as much money as they ended up making. Yep. But, um, you know, they're just... There's a lot of them. So when different types of comic books are being optioned as movies and I get a little bit more excited because there's a lot of content there and honestly no one's saying too many books are being turned into movies right Right. so I don't think it's possible to say there's too many comic books being turned into movies but I do think there's too many superheroes being turned into movies yeah totally um yeah, because where's our fucking... What's that comic that we love that's... Com- saga. Yeah, where's our fucking saga movies? <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> that would be a badass movie. Yes, it fucking would that, be. That Cyclops with his huge hairy testicles. With his huge balls. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Um, so... Do you... No. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to yeah. riff on that for a while. Okay. First, yeah. I want to backtrack, make a little side note. Batman okay. Begins came out in 2005. Okay. Just to make a point of fact. Um, but no, I, I, the thing you're talking about, like the choice isn't hard between this or that or whatever, when you're faced with that choice. But like, I'm at this point now personally where I I don't even fucking want to make that choice. Right. And it, and like, it's just, it's all just too much. And I don't want to have to sit around and think like, I didn't watch the second season of Daredevil, as you know, I watched the first season. I watched Jessica Jones and this isn't like an exact comparison or whatever because this isn't exactly what happened to me but I don't want to ever have to sit down and be like well I heard Jessica Jones was better so I watched Jessica Jones instead of Daredevil and that's what I did right you know what I mean because Daredevil is also good Mm -hmm. and so the problem with there being so much is it makes everything seem terrible Mm. you know what I mean like because you're comparing you're constantly comparing it to something else right and if that something else is better then all of a sudden this thing that might be good seems less good, which right. I think is something that happened in Suicide Squad, probably, in terms mm. of these reviews and stuff. Like, when it wasn't as good as Captain America Civil War, it wasn't good enough. Right. You know what I mean? And people were like, oh, it's terrible. 
but I don't think it's terrible, and I don't think Daredevil is terrible either. Jessica Jones was just better. Right. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that Daredevil isn't good. Right. But with only so much time in my life <laughs> to watch these things, and I constantly feel compelled to watch all of it. Right. But I can't. Right. And honestly, I don't want to. It's too much, and I'd be tired. Sure. You know? So, I just, I hate that we're in this place, on the one hand, in terms of geek and nerd culture, which is what we're here for, mm. on the one hand, I'm super glad that there's all this stuff that is stuff I like, and stuff I'd want to watch, and stuff I'd want to see, and on the other hand, you've given me too much of it. Right. I feel like Bruce Bogtrotter and Matilda eating that fucking cake, right. where I'm like, I can't eat all this cake, and I love cake. Yeah, but what does but he I do? But I can't eat it. He does eat it. And I have been eating the cake. I'm just saying. I haven't gotten to the point where I put my spoon down yet. You're close. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. Um, but I don't think I'll ever really get there because I like this stuff too much. I mean, it's time-consuming. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'll tell you right now. If I don't ever have to watch a Thor movie, I probably won't. Yeah. Um, I will. <laughs> And that's a problem. That's the thing. Like, that's it's a problem. Us. Yeah. yeah, I feel the same way. Um, but I, but of the of the Avengers heroes, my least favorite. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the way Marvel's portraying magic. I don't know if Chris Hemsworth isn't as captivating captivating as he is pretty. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But for whatever reason, it's just not. You're not springing that interested, me. right? Yeah. That's um, fine. No, and it totally is fine. I well, agree. And on top of that, too, it's like, I, I never understand the point of, like, why are we making another Thor movie, a third Thor movie, right? Because they're, they're making a third one right now. Yeah. When we could be making a movie about um, Black Widow and Hawkeye, which we don't have. Like, I right. at least rather see something I haven't seen. I don't need, necessarily need three Iron Mans, even though all those movies are pretty good. Right. But, like... Just give me one Iron Man movie. And, like, Spider-Man's my favorite superhero, but please, do not reboot this franchise again. I'm going to die. After this time or including this time? <laughs> including every time. Okay. Um, so, like, well, again, it it could be totally disagreed with, but the point is incremental plot movement, right? There's a, the MacGuffin in the first whatever movie that shows up in this movie, and ultimately right. the bad guy in, like, the seventh movie is looking after it. Well, that's how they're making all their money, even though these flicks are tanking by their... Like, in terms of the money that they put into them and the money that they make back. Yeah, well, I Domestically. Mean, so, you're referring to an article you read. Yeah, about 2018. Yeah, yeah. About possibly, like, the theater experience imploding in and of itself and, like, blockbuster movies kind of, like, ruining themselves, right? Because, right. like, all movies are blockbuster movies. Well, they're all stealing, stealing each other's money, like right. you were talking about with the example of Batman versus Superman. Right. Slated to come out the same weekend as... Right. Captain America Civil War, the thing about 2018 is stuff is going to have to do that, right. or at least come out the next weekend, right. like back to back. Right. Um, and yeah, this article was talking about when that happens, the thing's either going to implode or it's going to totally keep going this way forever. Right. You know, like those, those are the two options. So yeah, sorry. I think um, there, there's too much of an emphasis on like opening weekend. There must be a reason and I don't know why. But, like, that's what it is. Yeah. Opening weekend made whatever. But Titanic was in theaters, and it's a bad example, because it was, like, the highest grossing box office film for, like, a decade. Yeah. Um, but it was in theaters for, like, six months. Yeah. You know? No, it's true, too. And I and I think that just generally happens with movies that are well-received. Star Wars, again, bad example, made it right. to the of the money. The most money. But that was in theaters to, like, April. And yeah. it came out in December. You yeah. Know? So, it's like, I don't know why the emphasis on the opening weekend and I don't think big opening weekend numbers draws a bigger crowd. 
unless it's like this kind of um, conformity thing. Yeah. So many people saw it. You should too, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I don't know how it's gotten to that standard, but that's definitely the standard. And it's a frustrating standard to me too, because um, as a feminist, I try to go to movies made by women, directed by women, written by women, starring women, these kinds of things. And they always tell you, like, if you don't go opening weekend, it doesn't even matter in terms of those numbers. And it's like, sometimes I got shit to do that weekend. Sometimes I have to go to a wedding that weekend or like whatever I have to do and I can't get to the movie and then I feel disappointed in myself for not being the best supporter of this thing I could be. Right. Um, And that's fucking bullshit, obviously. (laughs) Well, like, so let me show you this. Metacritic. You know what Metacritic is? Yes. Has a meta score of 40 based on 53 critics. For what? Suicide Squad? For Suicide Squad. The problem with Metacritic is that all these reviewers, they're almost implored to put their review out as soon as possible. It's mm-hmm. a real big problem in video games, but we'll keep it to movies for now. Right. Um, you know, as soon as possible, so they'll do it opening weekend. Right. So if you're coming off of all the bad buzz pre-release, you go in with that mindset, and then you didn't like it, you know, because you were influenced maybe, and you put out a bad review, um, you give it the score, and that score is set. Mm-hmm. If I'm a critic and I saw it four months later and I really dug it, my review would not update the Metacritic score. Right. And that's all based on, like, first impressions early on. Yeah. Um, And that is shitty also because, like, that is going to be an impression on people who are wondering if they should see it or not. Right. Um, So if we want more movies like Suicide Squad or Ghostbusters or whatever, regardless of what you think it's going to be like or how you actually felt when you're done... You have to go. You have to pay for it. You have to give it positive reviews, all yeah. because of this stupid system that's set up based on like how this stuff keeps getting made. You know, yeah. Suicide Squad is not a great example. It's not a movie that needs to be made again. No. Um, Ghostbusters is a better example, right? Um, and even then, not a great one because it's still part of this franchise nonsense craziness for Sony. Sure. Um, but it's it's very terrible. Um, I will say in regards to you saying about how all these movies are like losing money so i don't know they're not losing money they, well they, just they not... say that they're not making back the budget or whatever yeah well they're not making it back domestically alone right. they're making it back in overseas and merchandising and shit like that that's right. how they're making their right. money back so it's not like these companies are suffering please that's not what i'm going to say <laughs> what i'm going to say is when they say movie tanks mm. they don't the movie doesn't count the toy sales right the movie doesn't count dvd sales right you know all that other shit extra. Yeah. So, say, Jared Leto options his pay based on how well the movie does. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people can get screwed over that way because the studio will paint it as if the movie did terrible when it didn't do terrible because right. of this shitty budgeting that they do, you know? Yep. They end up adding inflated marketing costs to it, you know? They talk about deficits or lawsuits that happen spring out or whatever, you know, bullshit pricing, yada, yada. Yeah. So, I mean... You listen to me on Shylock's Gaming Podcast, also on Broken Jars Network, but what I say all the time is companies are bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. Yeah. And but all these movies are made by big companies. So you're gonna deal with weird shitty editing choices. Yep. Bad storytelling. Yep. And like, hey, check out the next movie. Yep. Which gets annoying. Yeah, no, it's it's really annoying. Yeah, well it's stupid because like of course I wanna keep watching superhero movies, but in another way, I feel like I'm drowning in it. Right. Like, that there's, like, no end in sight for this thing. Like, I'm never going to see a different kind of movie. Right. Than these huge, big-budget movies that we go to all the time. Right. Um, 
and it's it's just upsetting, which right. is why Guardians of the Galaxy, like you said, was so refreshing because it felt a little different, even right. though it was still a big right. budget movie and everything. And when like a really good one comes along, like I think Captain America: Civil War was really yeah. good and could stand alone, mm-hmm. which I think is important too. I didn't have to see Thor and everything else to like feel like I belonged right. in this movie. Um, then I feel good about that too. But all the rest of it, I almost wish just didn't get made. Sure. You know what I mean? Or I wish I didn't bother seeing it. Right. But of course I'm going to keep going to see it because that's who we are. I mean, yeah. And that's on us for being idiots. Right. I mean, because I'm looking at like the upcoming schedule or whatever. I'm like, Doctor Strange, not speaking to me. Yeah, me neither. Don't We shouldn't go. We shouldn't. (laughs) We will. I'm going to. (laughs) Yeah, we both will. I mean, again, Sunday morning matinee. Yeah. Walk away spending 14 bucks. We're not a huge push in this cog. You no, know, we're not. That's but true. we are contributing. We are. Um, just like if I order chicken nuggets at Chick-fil-A, I'm right. contributing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there are some. Like Black Panther, he was fine in Captain America. I thought he was great. Uh, you know, same thing. Him. He was I'm in it and he was fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was... Compared to some of the others. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I want to see it because, you know, first black superhero to get movie from like these major franchises because yeah. obviously and you never saw it and i'm gonna make a reference that you won't get but i think it's funny and hopefully the listeners do marlon oh man one of the wayne's brothers was in blank man blank man yeah very awesome movie okay. super funny black superhero cool anyways um yeah so i want to watch it because of that yeah but not because i'm interested in what the movie has to say it's a good point and and that's like problematic too yeah you know um, I don't feel so compelled for Benedict Cumberbatch and nope. his Doctor Strange because, like, why do the magical powers? Who cares? Who cares? Miss um, Marvel, super stoked. Super stoked. Lady Superhero, finally, right? Captain Marvel, not Miss Marvel. Sorry, Captain Marvel, you're right. Yeah. Good call. Um, Thank you. Brie Larson, we like her. Love Brie Larson. So, like, I want to see it, but I don't know what it's going to do. There's no teaser trailers or anything, obviously, because they haven't finished fucking making the script. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's these weird fanboy-ish divides that we get into where, like, I'm going to spend money on it because I'm supposed to like it and I, you know, whatever. Yeah. And personally, I am a Marvel fan to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, who likes Batman, right? Right. So I want to like all these Batman shit. And I want to like a movie that has villains from the Batman universe. And that's the only reason why I'd go see it. I didn't see Green Lantern. Never saw Green Lantern. Probably never will see Green Lantern. Same. Um, because Sorry, I don't, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Well, that's fine. He doesn't need it. <laughs> <clears throat> um, you know, but like, so it's just like this weird. Actually, he's probably very glad that we're not going to see it. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, but it's just, it's just this tough place to be in for this like fandom. Yeah. Um, it's like, cause you pick sides and you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Like. Well, you know, I have to say too, uh, I have a friend who like long time ago like doesn't have any interest in superhero movies and a long time ago she sort of put her foot down about it a little bit Mm. and so she's a little bit digging her heels in about it where she's like I'm not going to watch any of this shit because I don't like it and that's totally fair because she probably wouldn't Um, but this is like this is the thing that's like so astounding to me it's like because you and I are still going or whatever but like we're kind of mad about it and we're just going to get madder and madder until we don't go at some point and, like, there's these other people who just don't aren't involved in this at all. My parents have never seen a superhero right. movie. This friend of mine has never seen a superhero movie. They're never going to. And who are you going to be left with? You're not even pleasing the people who like your fucking shit. Right. You know? Like, we're all mad at you all the time. So, 
<laughs> but would you... So if superhero movies are a genre, mm-hmm. like, could they be akin to, like, R-rated comedies or westerns or, you know? Like, yeah, I think so. Right. So, like, the superhero movie is to, you know, good, bad, and the ugly kind of concept, right? Sure. Because... I mean, these are bigger budgeted movies. Yep. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is that... That was a point. Damn it. Wow, that's it. It's over. Yeah, it's... it's, But it's it's tough. No, it's totally a genre. And, and I mean, that's what we were talking about since the beginning, right? That's why Guardians felt good and that Suicide Squad in its own way right. felt good because it, it broke that... And Deadpool obviously felt good because it broke the stupid superhero genre mold, right. which is, like, just a boring story about a white guy if you really boiled it down to, like, what right. it was boiled down to. So, yeah. So it's nice to see something that's about people who are more complicated than that. Right. And villains are usually more complicated. Yeah, well, see that it's interesting you say that because that's what I didn't like about this movie. I didn't need them to be complicated. I just wanted them to be bad. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, just like we accept Captain America's like annoying goodness, right? I don't accept it. I hate Captain America. Well, that's fine, but you still watch those fucking movies, <laughs> and that's exactly why he's annoying, right? Because yeah. he's just like this good guy who he's fucking a, cares, right? Um, but that's what I wanted about these guys. I just wanted them to be bad, and some of them were close. Yeah, see, I'm over that. Like, I, it's yeah. too simple, and I'm over it. I'm over it being too simple. That's why Jessica Jones is so good, and honestly, probably why Daredevil's so good, too. Yeah, but, I mean, I think it's why Christopher Nolan's Batman movies are so good. Yeah. But, like, I want some senseless fun sometimes, and I wanted this to be that. I see. And it didn't commit either or. It didn't make me feel that great for those characters because of their histories. Yeah. And I couldn't just accept what they were doing because of the weird stories they made. Yeah, no, that's really, really fair, because when I walked away from this movie, I sort of felt like, oh, senseless fun, similar to how I felt about Ghostbusters, Mm. honestly, a little bit, like, where I was like, that was just a good time, I had fun. Um, But you're right. It gets it gets a little tricky because they try to do some emotional shit. Right. That said, there was also a moment during that movie where I was like, "Man, I wish this movie would make a fucking point." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, so you're right. You're totally right. It floundered between those two things. Yeah. It should have committed to one or the other. Right. Yeah. What I that's had, a good assessment. Thank you. What I had read was that, and I think the director would dispute this, but maybe he's supposed to because he's part of the fucking cog, also. <laughs> but because um, he's sucking someone's dick. He's got it if he wants to make another movie. Big corporate dick in his mouth. <laughs> Um, David something or other is his name. He's the guy who directed End of Watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I liked End of Watch. No, he's a good director. <laughs> I think what had happened was his original vision of the movie was a lot darker. Mm-hmm. In that, you know, I think there was a point when you walk away from it. It's like David Ayer. Yeah, David Ayer. That's right. Yeah. He wrote it too. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah. I didn't know that. So I think he was really trying to go for like a much more serious movie with like the humor sprinkled in yeah now i think after deadpool wb made them do some stuff because there were some widely reported reshoots post deadpool release that people believed was them adding more humor into it i see um and apparently those reshoots were like hella expensive because everybody's gotten haircuts and all that shit and like it's an all-star cast years later yeah (laughs) um so i think that could give us a look into why this movie does do that flip-flopping thing. That's probably true. Because he shot one movie and was forced to add parts of another movie. Yeah, honestly, and I would have liked to see that if it was like a, um, like, sort of Mm Watchmen-esque. Like, if it was, like, really dark and gritty and whatever like that. I think I would have really dug that. Yeah. Um, Now that you're saying that, too. So, it didn't need to be fun. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't need to be. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just had to be one thing. Right. Yeah, and it sort of didn't do that. 
Um, I will say DC knows how to put out a trailer, though. Yeah. Because even though some of these things were questionable to me, the trailers are solid, and I was still like, I'll watch it up until... I wasn't nervous until I started hearing the reviews. Yeah, same. But they got me. Yeah, I don't even know why. that Part of me, once the reviews came out, I was like, Amanda, you're so stupid. You're so stupid. Why did you believe this movie was going to be anything but trash? (laughs) I had this moment, but the trailer was. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why. I mean, we're about at an hour, but let me say, there were like eight licensed songs in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Each character has like their own soundtrack. I was just like, I know that song. Oh, I know that song too. Um, Because they just kept playing choruses of really popular songs, which is why their trailers are so good too. Because they have like Ballroom Blitz playing as like Harley Quinn's flipping around bad guys. Yeah. Um, And like, it captured me in the beginning of this movie. Like I was tricked because I liked the soundtrack. I was like, wow, whoever's hitting the playlist (laughs) is doing a really good job. Um, And then the music stopped and then they were just showing the movie and I was like, wait, (laughs) wait, this isn't so good anymore. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's Um, true. So any closing thoughts on Suicide Squad? Fine, good movie. If you want to see it, definitely try it. If you are on the fence either way, then you can stay on the fence. Yeah, I have some thoughts that we don't have time for. No, we can we can go a little long. Okay, because there's two other things that I have thoughts about. One is pretty short, but I just want to note that I'm in this very conflicted place personally about the PG-13 rating on this movie and gun Mm. violence. Okay. So, I guess it's fine, (laughs) but I feel like, I, I hate to be that person, but I feel like post- um, Pulse Orlando shooting like I, I don't know and like maybe I'll just feel like this anytime we're too close to a specific gun related violent tragedy but like I just I can't with the guns anymore I just can't and, like, I just can't and the movie was like 100% guns obviously Deadshot Harley had a gun did anybody else have a gun obviously the flag, the flag had a gun Boomerang didn't have a gun right yeah, bad guys had, had guns had a boomerang, right? Um, you know, I read a review that said that they felt this movie was gun porn. Yeah. And I really walked away not feeling that Oh, at all. I felt that so hard. Oh, I yeah. thought there I were like, so much guns. All I mean, the guns. I mean, I've seen gun porn. <laughs> Trust. Um, yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, no, I mean, I've, like, I've seen movies that really glorify guns in a way. You don't think Harley's gun was glorified? It was so fucking cool. It it. Was glorified like twice. Yeah. You know, like at the end, it does this cool chamber thing. Yeah. Um, and then some other time where they're just pulling weapons out of a case. Any any story in which there's a character who is like a is a dead shot is a sharp sharp shooter. Right. I think glorifies gun violence. Like that scene when he's shooting up, like when they come to see, like, show me your stuff, mm-hmm. and he shoots those like metal right. people or whatever. To me, that's all. It's that's what it is. Yeah, I think it's very gun I mean, that's You're not. You're not. And again, I might really too... feel this way because of just coming off this. Like, sure, I feel like sure. I'm so entrenched in this thing right now right. Um, that it just feels inappropriate anymore. But if you asked me last year at this time, I probably wouldn't have felt the same way. You know. But yeah. yeah, for whatever reason, it did not. Like, it just did not sit well with me. I was felt like sick to my stomach, being like, I can't believe kids are going to watch this movie. Yeah, maybe it was. I mean, because Captain America had a lot of guns. Everybody's shooting at him. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel like there was more guns in this movie than should have been. Yeah, maybe we're just all in. A, I mean, Harley a has a particularly sensitive place. That's true. You know? and she used her hammer at one point too. She Where was she up. keeping all these weapons? No, she didn't. She didn't bring the hammer. Away. She only had the bat. <laughs> okay. The hammer was like the callback to the old Harlequin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Killer Croc was punching people. Yeah. And Katana had a sword. A katana. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, so I really didn't feel that way. So I thought that review was kind of off now that Fair you're saying enough. it. I mean, maybe it is because we're so close to the thing. Yeah, it might be, but I really did. Like, And I don't normally have that reaction. I'm not like an anti-guns sure. well, person right. in terms of like media. Right, right. Um, but I felt like there was a point during this movie where I was just like, I feel so sick. I can't even look at it. Well, cause so I'll say this. So some spoilers for Daredevil season two, only minor spoilers in case you ever want to watch it. Sure. But the Punisher is in this season and he is like very shoot you in the fucking face. Yeah. And it doesn't have to abide by PG 13 type rules. It's on Netflix. So it could be right. a little edgier if it wants to, but there's some fucked up gun stuff in that show. Yeah. In season two. Oof. To me, that's gun porn. Yeah. We're talking slow-mo bullet cases hitting the floor. We're talking bullet wound impacts well, and stuff. Walking it, around and like literally kicking shells on the floor because there was so much bullets. And I, and I, again, I get it. I'm not saying it was great. But to me, that was distracting that was in Daredevil Season 2. Fair enough. Um, in a way that I felt like... Because one of Deadshot's guns was like a wrist thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost not a gun. Yeah. Um, well, we have that shot of the Joker that you talked about too, which right. is a shot that you hated, but right. that was pretty horrible in its own way. Yeah, I mean that scene really threw me off. Not to get that too scene far away was really from this, unnecessary. because like it, it's the worst example of their relationship, I agree. and they don't have a great relationship. But that's right. not even a facet of their relationship that you see in any other medium. Yeah, I'm with you. Where he kind of like pimps her out. Yeah. And not like against her will, I suppose. If you've, if you just acknowledge that she's well, already crazy. Well, and I crazy. think that his intent was just to kill Common, no matter what. No, he did. it's true. But so like, it was still he like doesn't, a weird he's not really pimping her. Right, 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 yeah. Not but, that I'm defending the Joker because right. he's a horrible person. Right. God bless Harley Quinn, right. the poor thing. Well, because <laughs> the other thing too, and I think the the only problem that Harley ever brings forth, and it's really prominent to me in this movie, is that like the Joker is like really focused on like his thing so his feelings for harley seem distracting what is nice about their relationship and also the horrible thing about it is like how little he cares about her generally yeah which is not seen in this movie right like he's like about her yeah um in a way that i think well because we're getting it from her perspective though like him sending her the text messages and like we're sure, seeing, but we're not seen with cut, him. You know yeah, what I mean? but we see cutaways where he's mad that she's gone. Yeah, you know that's, that's the that's the room of the knife scene or whatever. Right. Um, that's true. And um, yeah, so I just feel like that is what per- perpetuates that bad relationship stigma. Yeah, it's one thing that Joker tortured, you know, Harley Quinzel, and that she goes crazy and yeah. that she becomes his sidekick, but like the fact that they show him really like loving her or whatever you want to call that emotion seeming to is more distressing to me yeah i think it's not the abuse part but it's that abuse mixed with his real feelings yeah it would have been better if he just treated her like she was annoying to him yeah I which agree. would have been shitty well in the fun version of this movie right if we were instead gonna get the Watchmen dark gritty version of right. this movie i think i saw a post on tumblr today where somebody was like the Joker does not love Harley Quinn right. and don't ever say that he does. Right. And like this whole sort of little rant. 
And I was like, I don't think that's fair. Right. I think he does love Harley Quinn. And that's why this is so <coughs> fucked up. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right, like, right. because this is the reality of life. Things aren't... Because somebody was like, in that post, they were like, if he loved her, he wouldn't, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I was like, no, 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 no. Slow down. Because that's in reality of how abuse happens. Right. Like genuinely people do genuinely think that they love people or say that they love people and i think to say those feelings are invalid is unfair mm-hmm. to those people right um but they're clearly loving this person in a very wrong terrible way right. right so that's the thing so anyway in the dark greedy version of this movie i think it's it'd be compelling and interesting and worthwhile right. to see that unfortunately we didn't get that version of this movie so now it's just fucking disturbing as all get out right I, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. but if we could have like had this in-depth sort of like character study on fucking the mm-hmm. joker and harley's relationship right i'd love to watch that movie yeah and then we could all know but instead we get this like sort of complacent sort of thing yeah in which we can all walk away feeling like they love each other Right, when because, that's not the reality. Because Harley you know? doesn't even ever walk away with negative feelings for the Joker. Not for one second. And she does feel that way in other mediums, yep. comics and games and fucking cartoons and all that shit. Right. So it's because of the Joker's expressions of actual genuine feelings for her, and then her never blinking an eye that he's a fucking psycho. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, I agree. You had a second thing you wanted to bring up? Well, the second thing I wanted to bring up actually ties into this a little bit because um, I read this other article today that made me very angry um, that was talking about this movie and feminism, and I just feel like it's worth bringing up about these characters. Mm. Um, I think it's complicated, but... I love that movie. This (laughs) We do love that movie. Um, I think it's complicated, but... This article that I read was trying to say that There were some people who were upset about the portrayal of women in this movie because they're evil and horrible and terrible. Mm. Um, And so this article was claiming this movie didn't have the right kind of feminism or the right kind of portrayal of women um, and was comparing it to Ghostbusters in this sense. And so it was saying that Ghostbusters got all this extra acclaim because it was like this pro-feminist thing and Suicide Squad even though it had really strong female characters, kind of got shot down right. in its feminism. I don't know that it did get shot down. I, don't, I didn't try to find anything that this fellow was referencing in right. terms of his, where he was getting that sort of um, stuff from. But it definitely wasn't like held up as some like great feminist thing. The reason it wasn't held up as some great feminist thing is because this movie's about men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, Deadshot is... Our main character, really, right, out right. of those villains. Harley's sort of second. Sure, Amanda Waller is a great, powerful villain or whatever, and we have the Enchantress as a villain as well. But at the end of the day, like, this is sort of war-y, and there's more men than there are women. Right. So that's why it wouldn't get held up that way in the same way. But I do think that this movie's portrayal of women is worthwhile and good and I'm glad we have them especially Amanda Waller is a character that you don't get to see played by a black woman let alone any woman um, very often if ever so I can see why Viola Davis jumped at that opportunity Mm -hmm. Um, and I think Harley Quinn is a little more complicated too but I think again it's good to see 
villains that stack up too, right? Like she's fighting next to everybody else just the same, just as powerful, just as scary, just right. as dangerous, just as crazy, just as whatever. Yep. And so that's good to see too. Obviously it's not a great portrayal of women, but it's not a great portrayal of men either. Right. Like this movie is about or should have been about or could have been about um, you know, the sort of darker sides of humanity. Mm-hmm. And to know that women also have dark sides of humanity, I think, is a worthwhile venture and right. a pro-feminist venture to make. And it's a conversation only to be had because of this idiot who wrote this article, though, right? Yeah, Because like, he's of. focusing on the wrong parts of what is feminism. Right. Well, like, one, he's way off base about his Ghostbusters thing, right? Well, he's just being, like, catty about feminists, right? So he's just... In this article, this fellow was like... Apparently, it's the wrong kind of feminism, you know, in this way in which he was making fun of feminism, not making fun of anything else. You know what I mean? So, like, because he was saying, like, well, women are always asking for equal characters. We give them equal characters and they complain, you know, like, that's what he was doing. Um, I don't know that anybody's complained. I don't know who he's talking about. Yeah, not about that. (laughs) I mean, every review I said, one, said Margot Robbie and Viola Davis did a great job, probably better than their male counterparts in those movies. And two... That people just didn't like the movie because it was a bad movie. Right. Like, yeah. So the complaints about feminists coming out saying that the portrayals of women in this movie are bad and don't represent what they stand for, at least to me, seems like an inaccurate statement. Yeah. And I'm curious where he's getting his facts me from. Me too. And also... Probably the internet. Probably the internet. But also, if they are... Yeah. Um, I'm interested, too, and if he's taking that out of context, because I almost feel the way about it that I feel about gun violence Mm. a little bit. It's like, maybe these characters, because it's a PG-13 movie, to see women portrayed this way might not be great for little girls across the nation, right? right? Just like we're worried about the Harley-Joker relationship for little girls across the nation. Because little girls are going to see this movie, as opposed to if it was rated R, uh, if there are feminists being angry about it, they might be less angry if they're like yeah adults can handle the fact that women are evil you know but we don't want to go around telling little boys that women are evil you know yeah that kind of thing so i wonder if that if it is happening i wonder if that's where it's coming from too and he's taking it out of context in this article sorry not to go back to the dead shot thing please that's the point like harley is bad harley's bad and is bad yeah dead shot's supposed to be bad So just be yeah. bad, you know? Well, that's... And honestly, that's the moment where I was like, whatever... It's why I asked about him shooting Harley or not. Because right. I feel really conflicted about that moment of what I would have preferred he would have done. Right. But in that moment, like, no matter what he does, he looks good. Right. Right? Because he's good for not killing Harley, since that's what he didn't do. But if he did kill her, then he would have been good for just following orders or whatever, too. Right. But, but I feel like that would have made him more evil. If he just followed orders and killed somebody he theoretically maybe cared about right. or whatever, that's more evil to me. Right. So I guess in a way I would have rather just see him shoot her. Right. Not that yeah. I want her dead. Well, see, and that's the thing too, because at that point in the movie, it's too late. Yeah. Then that would just be him being right, a right. dick. Right, right. It wouldn't yeah. make sense, yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah. it's true. It's true. I mean, it's it's there's a lot of complicated thoughts to be had about a pretty simple movie. Yeah. You know? It's great that it brings up the discussions. It's unfortunate that it couldn't have been a better flick. Yeah. Um, I... as So, when we did Ghostbusters, I said I'm excited for a sequel. Mm-hmm. I don't need a sequel to this. No. I'm excited to see these characters pop up in their respective Me too. franchises. Yeah. You know, uh, it'll be cool. 
see, I don't even want to see Deadshot fight Batman because Deadshot's like such a decent person. It's so fucking stupid. But I'm like, I hope Joker appears in a, a Batman movie sooner because I don't want to wait long to have this disappointing Joker in my brain. Yeah, like I want to see. I think you are going to be waiting long though, right? Because isn't well, Justice Affleck, League is next, right? It is next, but Ben Affleck is working on a Batman movie. Yeah, well, when does that mean that's going to come out? 2019? Well, I mean, I don't want to see another Batman movie and then the Joker Batman movie. Oh, oh, oh I right. see. Okay. Like, whatever the next Batman, Batman. thing okay. is, I hope it's Even Joker. if it's five years from now? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll take what I can get. Okay. But um, just because, like, I just, I just want to know. Because I want to give Jared Leto enough of a chance to show me. Yeah. You know? Everybody flipped out at Heath Ledger, right? Yeah. And he is, like, the number two best Joker of all time next to Mark Hamill. I'm going to go on record to wow. say that. Yeah. Okay. Mark Hamill's fucking great. If we ever watch Batman the Animated Series, you're going to fucking see. Okay. You will learn. Okay. <laughs> um, but so I want to give Jared Leto that chance. Jack Nicholson was a great Joker, too. We had a lot of good Jokers. That's a, There was a really interesting article that came out when Jared Leto was first announced mm-hmm. saying how often people criticize the casting of the Joker and how there's never been a bad one. Yeah. You know, no, it's a really good point. No one complained about the Adam West Joker, uh, yeah. Caesar Romero, or whatever. Yeah. And that motherfucker had a mustache. <laughs> and they just painted over the mustache because he didn't want to shave it. And no one complains about that, you know? Jack Nicholson it's was true. great. Jack Nicholson was great. Mark Hamill is in, like, most video games and almost all the cartoons. He's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Heath Ledger was awesome. There's a couple of other animated Jokers. Excuse me. Sprinkled in and out. Some are okay. Some are not. Mm-hmm. We're not talking committing millions of dollars to his portrayal, right? Right. But generally speaking, these these ones have been good. Yeah. So I want to give Jared Leto enough of a chance to show me that he's good. Yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah. But that's I was disappointed some, too. Sums up how I felt about reasons. Jared yeah. Leto. Yeah, yeah, disappointed. Unfortunate. <clears throat> um, I also like. There's another part of me too. I understand what you're saying now that we have Jared Leto for sure. Right. Um, about wanting the next Batman movie to be a Joker movie. But there's another part of me, too, that's like, I've seen the Joker. It's true. I'd rather see him fight anybody else. What's why Suicide Squad is so interesting, But if it's the Joker and Harley, that might help. Right. You know, it'd be a different dynamic anyway. Yeah, it's why Suicide Squad was interesting to me anyways, because, like, I don't have to see the same bad guys again. Mm -hmm. Like, Like you had said when we left the theater, how many times did we see the Green Goblin? Right. There was two different versions of him in the Tobey Maguire movies. Yep. And then we still see him again in the second Amazing Spider Man movie. Yep. So I'm hoping in Homecoming there's no references at all to any green-faced motherfuckers on a, sl- on a glider. Right. And again, yeah. I get it because the Green Goblin is like Spider-Man's numero uno bad right. guy. And He's the Joker like is Batman's Joker, numero right. uno bad guy. So I get why you want to use those people. But like, there's so many good villains. And, and we have seen them so recently. And we've seen them so recently right. and so many times. And like, what's the point of watching the same fucking shit over again? I'm already irritated that it everything seems like the same shit right. when it's actu- actually the same shit. You right. know how mad I'm going right. to be? Right. So fucking mad right. no I'm with you so that's where it is that's where it is but that is again it's what was good about this movie we saw a bunch of characters we had never seen before mm-hmm. that's great and I get <laughs> sprinkling in the ones that we did know totally fair which is exactly why the they do that in the Marvel stuff you know yep. they make you watch the Iron Man movie because you know Iron Man so that when they introduce someone in Avengers you're like oh okay right that's cool totes <clears throat> totes my goats <laughs> okay I'm good um Boom. Jerry's dying, everyone. I'm going to edit it out, but Amanda yelled at me in the middle of this show to get water. I did. And I've been drinking water the whole time because I have it now. But I wouldn't have, and I would have been doing great without it. (laughs) All right. So. Best Girlfriend Award. This has been another episode of Dangerous to Go Alone. 
You can follow us on Twitter at DangerAlonePod. Follow us on Tumblr at d2ga.tumblr.com where we can field your questions and either answer them there or we will answer them on the show. Check out the main RSS feed at brokenjars.xyz. Like, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave reviews and lots of stars and all that kind of stuff because then more people will see us and then we could keep fighting in front of you all. Yeah, we'd love to fight in front of you. Um, and that is it. It sounded a little kinky. <laughs> you just got weird. Um, we have no idea what the next episode's going to be. No idea, guys. But be excited that it won't be a spoiler cast. And if you have any ideas about something you'd like to hear us talk about, let us know. Yeah, in the comments below. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Get out of here with that. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.